0: All right. Hey, everyone. All dudes from around the galaxy. Uh, we're, we're your dudes. Hell yeah. Of Dune. I'm wearing my Bowie shirt today. We ain't the thin white Duke. We're the thin white dudes.
1: You heard it here first. You know what I'm saying? We are the thin white white dudes (laughs) and instead of going on uh you know a uh many years long cocaine bender we're going on a a many years long spice bender yes yep famously what bowie did during that time
0: oh so not not just white because he was like pasty and pale
1: uh that was a part of it it was also the cocaine
0: i see gotcha a little bit of both
1: yeah, It's cool. Yeah,
0: nice. Um...
1: And t- so today there there's two firsts that we are uh, experiencing today. Uh, mm. One, I think this is the first time we both—well, probably not the first time—but one of the uh, the the very rare times that we uh, have both finished our chapters on the same day. Yeah, and, true. Yeah, so that's very exciting. I actually finished first earlier in the. Day. <laughs> this this <laughs> yes. never happens. Uh, um, but um, the second thing is, we are live streaming this to the internet right now.
0: Yeah, that is remarkable.
1: We we are testing this, uh, you know, for future f- future things. So if if uh, shit hits the fan, you know, it is it's it's all in the in the name of progress.
0: I don't know what you mean by that.
1: Well, you know, we're we're just working on things. It's it's uh you know if, if what
0: if, if what shit hits the fan. What shit are we talking about?
1: If like this episode like turns out all wonky or weird sounding, like it just it's because we're trying something new.
0: Oh okay. And you know, Leto does say it's the it's the pursuit of that newness. Um, yeah, that makes life worth living.
1: Exactly, I could not agree more. I oh man, yeah, I I. I feel like I do have a lot of thoughts on on Lido as a character, especially with these last five chapters. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there, there's a lot to say. Yeah,
0: he's he's a very zesty worm.
1: He is a zesty worm. Chapters. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, anything else you want to say for a small talk, or do you want to just? I, jump I, into I, it?
0: I just wanted to mention, you know, this um, this episode almost didn't happen tonight.
1: Um, very very close
0: <laughs> because be- solely because of myself um because we were scheduled to podcast yesterday um but I just i hadn't uh hadn't read enough, and then I ended up like falling asleep on the couch after watching great british Bake off um at like eight o'clock, yeah. So I lost like a full night of reading that I thought I was going to have. And then, you know, today I had work and everything, and then, you know, I had to I ha- I had to shower. I mean, if you could have smelled me, Connor.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you, you were. Want, you
0: want to talk about a zesty worm? I'm sure <laughs> you were right. a very I smelly
1: mean, bloke.
0: Yeah. Um So, so anyways, you know, I did get my reading done at a, at a reasonable time for us to do this, but I want to say you know, I know that later on a Thursday night is not your ideal time because you have work tomorrow. I this do is, this is your Sunday.
1: It yeah, it's my Sunday night. I mean I um I don't have to work until three tomorrow, so it's it's hey, okay. Even,
0: even so, I just want to say uh thanks for you know working with me as ever. Because, hey. you know, I know I'm not a not always an easy person to work with. You know, I was like, Oh, maybe we'll do it this day. Reschedule a whole day. And then on the, the day we rescheduled to, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll do it on Sunday. Sunday doesn't work. Maybe we'll do it next week, whatever. Just a bunch of bullshit. Really? Yeah. A lot of BS. So, which maybe, maybe that's what you kind of predicted in the end too. You know, like I'm just, oh, yeah, I, I'm just the uh, Duncan to your Lido and you're just like, Oh, he's on this pattern now. You know, <laughs> he's just, he's Spouting out all this uh, inane bullshit.
1: Yeah, no, I can tell. As uh, ever, it's it's so. it's uh, something I'm used to. I know. I I you know come to terms with it. Um, but you know, I I appreciate you uh you know owning it, and um,
0: I I totally own it. If there's one thing I learned true. from last season. It's that you you can't uh, you can't pass the buck on these things you know you no need you can't to accept the blame wholeheartedly and yep. today it rests with me so True. that's all I just wanted to clear the air from one dude to another um, but without further ado let's sing our fucking song
1: we gotta sing it we gotta we, sing we it we are le- legally
0: bound at this point actually yep. to sing it yeah um we really shouldn't have signed that contract but we did and it's too late so
1: yeah i mean yeah we will be slaughtered if we uh refuse it's, yeah it's, um, um
0: really should have read the fine print there but
1: and a one and a two and a one two three four god, god emperor, emperor worm man, man i love, I love. Stand beside, Stand beside him, him and, guide and guide him, him through the, down golden down the golden path he's chosen. chosen. Through the crowd, for thousand years, of us peace. One, one day, day we'll Miss Madiba, God and of do the, the world, world man, man, we, we love. love. Wow.
0: Yeah. Nice. Right. And you didn't even text me the lyrics. I
1: didn't. No, no. You, you got them down. You got them down, Pat.
0: Yeah. I, the first time you sang me that song, I was like, wow, it's so long. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, as, as ever too, talk about, uh, predictability, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a lot like Moneo. I'm very cautious when it comes to change. I don't like yes. it to be honest. I'm very prickly, um, very reserved, but then, you know, as it kind of unfolds, it feels like I see the reason more and more. I've really this song's grown on me. I have to say, hey, a well, great choice. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad you for enjoyed it. this
0: this strange book yes. journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It kind of works. I mean the 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 book is is very strange. It's easily the strangest of the Dune saga so far.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, I'd have to say that it is. Um one thing that I was thinking uh, about a point of like separation from this book and the others we've been talking about how like Herbert kind of writes with um he also has like familiar patterns about him. Right. Where like we kind of do the whole like, you know, he tells you what's going to happen and then you read it happening and it happens. Right. Yeah. Um I think what's interesting here i think this applies more so to um ch- uh Messiah and children of dune as a point of separation but like in those two books it feels like the plans that we were told at the at the outset um were like like revealed to us like kind of more in their entirety whereas like with this like we kind of we sort of only vaguely know what the plan is. Yeah. And, like, it's coming from the perspective of, like, the planners. I guess what really what I want to try and say, I think it has more to do with the perspective. Where, like, in terms of the conspiracy in Messiah, you know, it's, it's the bad guys that are coming up with that, right? And so, like, we're kind of wondering, like, how is Paul going to, like, deal with this unfolding plan? Or, like, with the Carino's... And the plot in Children of Dune, it's like how how are the other characters gonna deal with the this big plan as it unfolds? But like here with Leto and Monio and everyone else who were mainly following, they're the ones creating the plan. It's like if the conspirators were the main characters in Messiah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if the whole book was about Sytale and then Paul was just like the character it was affecting on the side, like C-Dome. yeah. And so, um, I think that's been, like, a weird thing, too, to, like, read through and feel like there's been this kind of profound perspective shift in a way, like, the other books are kind of always following these larger-than-life royalty characters for the most part, but here it's, like, you know, obviously taken to this crazy extreme... And he's the one like unfolding the plan that like we don't fully understand as it relates to like some of the other characters, but we do get more insight into that here. Yeah, we do. Does that make sense? I, I don't oh, know if yeah. I articulated what I'm trying to say exactly.
1: I but, mean, like... no, it, it it does make sense to me. Um, I think I think you're you're absolutely right. Um, Herbert does kind of take a uh, take a different approach here. Um, but uh yeah I mean I, I I think in a lot of ways it's it's an extremely different reading experience um and I think the there's like such like you know a, a difference between lido's prescience and uh like I feel like Paul's prescience where yeah uh a lot of what Paul was you know seeing was the inevitable and you know he was kind of railing against it or you know dreading that but what leto like sees is everything and but he can purposely kind of you know black parts out that he does not want to be revealed and he kind of uh i don't know he he's like keeping the the future blank which i feel like is is something that paul never was able to do um yeah, I mean, so so they ended up being very two, do, you know, two very different characters, Paul and Lido. Um, yeah, and and I do feel like Lido is the more interesting character, um, but yeah, vastly different. And I feel like Herbert's writing was was similar, like during the Paul, and then you know, I guess early Lido with with Children of Dune. During those days, you know, they, they still didn't really have th- that control over prescience. Uh, similarly to how we didn't have control over, oh, Herbert's going to tell us everything that happens, and then we watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. But now we do have control over prescience, and we're along for the ride with Leto, you know, uh, for some of that surprise. Yeah. So, I think that's... Yeah, no... It, it does kind of mirror mirror the book as well.
0: Yeah, True. I like that uh, idea. That's cool. All right. How about we talk about what happens in these five chapters that we yes. uh, that we both just finished reading today? Yes.
1: I've got two two thoughts, though, that I kind of want to... I, I guess before we get into the plot, I think I want to yeah, yeah, sure. bring them up. Um, one, this is something that I, 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 I took this note um, when I first started reading uh, these five chapters... And it was because it's something that was on my mind because of things that are happening in my workplace. Um, I thought that Lido, God Emperor Leto too, is like the micromanager of the universe. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's his role. <laughs> yes. Just breathing down your shoulder, controlling everything you do. Even if he's, you know, not a bad boss or whatever but he he just has that uh that aura where he's he's everywhere and nothing anyone does is uh gets away from him or is not in his uh plan you know uh so that's that was a crazy realization that i had uh j- just to bring micromanagement to that cosmic scale is is terrifying yeah um Another thought I had today, actually, right after I finished reading, um, these five chapters was that Leto and one of our other favorite fictional, uh, near immortals, the doctor, they, they have like similar powers. Like the doctor can see the future. Uh, a lot of the, you know, he kind of can see, or he can kind of, uh, feel time uh you know moving around them um and just how easily the doctor could have been like okay well i'm gonna do what leto did and uh become a become the emperor of of the universe with all the power that i have uh um, yeah and so it made me think like it would be cool to see in doctor who kind of a villain that is like leto um who who ha- you know is is a uh yeah kind of this all powerful godlike creature um and you know it's it 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 would be the ultimate you know do the ends justify the means doctor who episode
0: yeah i would love to see stephen moffat tackle that
1: yeah i think i think it's a uh, fodder for 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 some good shit
0: i'm surprised that they I I feel like given all the episodes, there has to be some sort of uh like near equivalent, right? Like some sort of godlike uh, character that the doctors come up against.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are, but there, but I mean,
0: n- not in the same way.
1: No, in 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 Doctor Who, like they've like godlike creatures have have rarely ever been portrayed in the modern series, but in the classic series, they were portrayed as more like just like. Uh, You know, very detached from humanity and, you know, didn't really care about whether they lived or died, you know. Right. Um, Which is the opposite of what Leto is. Which I think makes it so interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. Like, Leto is concerned with, like, the number crunching of humanity. Yeah. And the Doctor is very concerned with the... I don't know. It. I was gonna. It's weird because the the words that I'm drawn to are like freedom and emotion, which is kind of what the last two chapters um, grapple with. Yeah, you know, Leto's struggle and kind of like new, newfound, or you know, not newfound, but like rediscovered. Red, yeah,
1: yep. Returning emotion, um,
0: joy of right emotion, and uh, and just feeling those feelings, but we. We can get to that because, I don't know, like, that whole conversation with Leto and Duncan especially, you know, I feel like Leto keeps trying to be like, oh, Duncan, if only you could understand. And I'm like, I don't mean, you know, there's definitely times where me and Duncan are misunderstanding the same things because I'm like, yeah, you know, I I think. Oh, same here. Duncan raises some good points, yeah, you know, about um, stifling, like, true freedoms, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, um. You know, Lido thinks that he's just missing like this grander picture.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. we kind
0: of keep coming back to that whole like, well, we'll see. You know, like what know. what is the end game? But uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation to have.
1: I mean, like I I don't think in in any way, shape, or form will we finish this book and be like, oh yeah, I would have done what Leto did. But right, like, right, right. If it saves the human race, like I don't know, because because the Doctor has seen. The human race die you know he's seen that whole thing start and end you know and he could have done you know he he could have done something to prevent it you know um but i guess kind of rejects that kind of power yeah even if it you know would would thrust humanity into a a new uh prosperous age
0: right no i mean he wouldn't even make one person suffer
1: yeah Exactly. intentionally exactly yeah
0: to save all of humanity yeah
1: yeah precisely um
0: you know he he's much more primate in that regard yeah well i yeah. i only i say that word because i think it's weird that leto brings this up several times throughout these chapters like he's thinking of Hui, and he's like i keep forgetting that she's such a primate and i am not I'm, I'm, like, no
1: longer, okay, yeah. Buddy, yeah. I'm no longer yeah i no longer a primate <laughs> um yeah that that that's that's interesting there yeah that there's there's a lot of uh continues to be a lot of very interesting things that happen
0: i just want to mention okay one one really last thing before we actually dive into the chapters but since you brought up doctor who um i i saw that your your guitar shipped yes you got the 12th doctor's guitar i
1: did yes yes which is fucking sick i am super fucking excited from the first time i saw uh, that guitar being played is on the the show.
0: F- is the first time he plays it when he's like on the tank coming out of the arena it or is. does he have it 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 is that yeah, it is that. yeah. it's the tank nice
1: scene nice. uh yeah which which uh yeah i've i've always thought it was you know beautiful and alien and uh it's like nothing i've ever seen before so um I was very excited to 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 find out that it actually existed, yeah, and ever since then I've been kind of like keeping an eye on it to see if like there's any uh affordable sales online people selling theirs and it's it's always been in in you know it's always been kind of like in the eight hundred to like twelve hundred dollar range um which I've never really had. To like throw it on on a on a guitar, um, and then I yeah, then you know I got the stimulus, got the Biden bucks, and yeah. and I was like, hey, I I found one for a good for a very good price, and I haggled uh, thanks to your advice. I you, you haggled, you I did. did, yeah, yeah, because because it was going for six hundred and nine dollars, and I the the offer that I made him was four seventy five.
0: Nice, okay. Yeah.
1: And so he he responded back within the hour with five oh seven. Oh shit! I, yeah, and and I was like, okay, well that's it. I, I yeah, very. I good. bought it. Yeah. uh So yeah, I I I was not expecting him to counter offer that that. Low, that so. Yeah, no,
0: no. You you definitely would expect them to go higher. So that was yeah. solid. Yeah. No, you always gotta. Yeah, if you if you're not buying from like an actual store, like if it's a person, you always gotta haggle.
1: Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean you know that with, with your dealings on Facebook Marketplace.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. Yes I do. Um all right, I don't have any uh like clever segue from haggling into it. <laughs> so let's just let's just fucking do it. Let's just do you it. You ready? I am. Alright, so this first chapter Um I gotta refresh my memory, so I'm gonna be kinda look, flipping through it. Um we have what Lido and Hui. Okay, Leto and we Um, and what happens here? Do you remember this chapter very well? Do you have anything you'd say while I'm?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I I didn't read these until I I I read actually the first four last night, and then I I read uh. The last one today, so... Oh,
0: I'm... Although, I'm seeing... So, this is the conversation with Leto and Hui, kind of about the scope of his plan, I think. Like, I think it's a lot of, like, Hui yeah. kind of... Um, trying to figure out why Leto does these things. Like, what is the reasoning behind his actions and his plan? Um... And, I don't, I I mean, um, some of it I remember liking, some of it I thought was, you know, again, kind of, like, questionable or odd, um, where I'd be like, I'm not sure if this, like, adds up exactly, especially, so there's this part, in fact, I think I can just find the line, probably, yeah, it's right here, okay, so it has to do with, um, we it gets to this point of the conversation where, where he's like, well, a lot of people are going to die. And Leto's like, yeah, a lot of people are going to die. Like people everywhere. Yeah. And are suffer. going to collectively die. Like so many people. Um, and she says, won't the rich escape? And then he says, some of them. And her response is, then you haven't really changed anything. We will just go on struggling and dying. So, quickly, before I go to Leto's response to that, I really like that her focus is still on, like, this classism and this injustice. I think they use the words injustice a lot when it comes to Hui as well. Um, Yeah she kind of has like this very like um almost like binary version of like right and wrong you yeah. know like and so like she sees very clearly that um that people hoarding this insane wealth and and lording it over the the commoners is wrong right so she's like so what everyone's going to die but i mean like more more poor people are going to die than rich people right you know they're not going to have the means to save themselves yeah. And Leto's like, yeah, essentially. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, and so Hui's really quick to point out, like, well, so how's that? How's that not just going to restructure itself eventually into the same society that you're trying to destroy, mm-hmm. right? Um, Leto says, "Until the sandworm reigns once more on Arrakis." We will have tested ourselves by then with a profound experience shared by all. We will have learned that a thing which can happen on one planet can happen on any planet. So, Leto's response to that pretty much is like, it doesn't matter if all the rich people like survive and only everyone else died. It seems to be like that if enough people everywhere die in like a certain amount, that everyone... That all of humanity is going to have like this, this collective, like, like understanding of what death means in a more profound way, right?
1: Sorry, Pete. That my my my, <laughs> my girlfriend was showing me some uh, a box. You want oh, come show the a, is the it a box?
0: Why just the box?
1: This is the box that um our old our old Wi Fi our old Wi Fi provider Frontier gave us to ship um our old uh, modem. Can you back move to them. your giant?
0: Can you move your giant head so I can see yeah. the box? Oh, it looks bad. It looks like a bad. But it doesn't even. It looks like a, It looks like cardboard. It's, it's all crumpled up in there, I mean,
1: and there's no instructions. But, like it looks like paper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, fucked it's, up. It's very bad. Yikes. Well, that was the box portion of our uh, of our show. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry about that. You what was the uh, different box?
0: Oh, so it it seems to be from Lido's response. Like he seems to be saying. He seems to be implying. Like it doesn't matter that uh, wealthier people will have the means to survive it in greater numbers than. You know, poor people are yeah. the less fortunate. Because, like, the amount of people that are going to die everywhere from this event is going to be, like, so c- cataclysmic that all of humanity will undergo a reckoning in some fashion. Like, all people will will recognize death in a more profound way.
1: Yes, and that will draw them all together, regardless right. of regardless of class.
0: So, right, so, like, one... I don't know. I Obviously, this kind of goes back to, like, our talks on um, our own political leanings and everything, but I, I really appreciate Hui's sharp criticism there, being like, oh, yeah. well, doesn't it matter, you know? like. And for the purposes of Leto's plan, though, and what's going on here, I'm going to accept that it doesn't matter, you know, right? I'm just going to be, I'm going along with Leto, so what? Okay, so more rich people will live whatever um but i feel like this also gives us so much illumination onto the golden path you know in a way that we've you know again like been aware of in different ways but i feel like leto says it like really clearly here and it's worth talking about because it seems like so the golden plant path is going to be Set up the society where everyone's, like, totally dependent on Leto. Something is going to happen where, like, billions of people are going to die in this incredibly short amount of time. Well, yeah. going to explode into a million worms on Arrakis. And then, what, like, everything's going to be okay after that? Like, people are going to have a newfound will to live and travel and explore new frontiers. Yep. You yeah, know, is the that frontiers. The plan? I know. Is the um, plan? That's I think, how I understand, it. Is I that how you understand the,
1: it. I think that's the it? I think that's pretty much the plan. I well, because once Leto dies, you know, there there's not going to be anybody to allocate the spice, I guess, and um, I think that will cause great suffering in a lot of ways, and it's it's going to take take uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming generations. For sandworms to flourish on Arrakis again, to start producing spice. Um, but by then, apparently, humanity will have grown up and uh, will will actually value life for what it's worth after dealing with near um, extinction and, and, and mass suffering and um why you know in in, in great number. I guess that's the idea. Um, I guess so too. And I mean, I guess the, like, he never says it, but like, I guess they'll all, everyone will be suffering to the point where like class won't matter, which I don't really buy. It's, it's, it's kind of something that he, he sweeps under the rug, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of, you know, the aristocrat talk, right? It's, uh he like he is an aristocrat and he like i mean that's just his his family uh lineage you know so i mean sure he can go back i'm sure he can go back to a time where he was uh you know a pleb or whatever um but it seems like within his history like his personal like lineage seems like that is not the majority of of the lives he's he's experienced or that that live within him It seems like the majority of the of of the lives that he holds within were were people and you know held in very higher regard uh with with great stature um so i i i don't know it's it's interesting the class analysis is is very interesting and it has not gotten to the point where i feel like it is doing a satisfactory job of of explaining um, you know not only uh, the current society, you know Lido's Lido's reign um, but also uh, how he envisions those dynamics to work once he is gone. Um, totally.
0: Yeah. Uh, spot on. And I, I feel like at this point in the book, too, like, I've kind of given up hope on, like, getting more clarification on Leto society. It feels yeah. like what we have is what we have, pretty mm. much. And we're going to be made to fill in the numerous gaps just on our own for the most part. Yeah. Um, in terms of what the next society will be... Um, I forget if it's this conversation with Hui or if it's another one, but, like, uh, I I think it is this chapter. Leto is saying, he's he's talking about how everything goes in, like, these patterns or cycles, and that um, if you understand the shape of his empire, you should be able to predict or understand what the shape of what he wants to accomplish will be, what the thing following the downfall of his empire will be. Because
1: it's all reactionary, right?
0: Yeah. So, I liked that, I like that idea, and I like, too, that Hui is like, oh, you know, I kind of knew that you would be this way, because I had studied, like, the other Atreides, or, like, the previous Atreides rulings for so long, that, like, she was kind of able to predict how Lita would be and I guess that's all kind of goes to her training to like you know slide in and affect him in the way that she has um whether she wants to or not yeah um but but she isn't really able to fully grasp or understand what the next step is going to be and like so us two are kind of like I don't know, it kind of like got me thinking like what is that thing going to be? And like what is this shape of the Empire too? Like there's there's so many pieces the Leto's rule when it comes to like the fish speakers or the religion or the spice hoarding or um you know, the the groups, the factions that he allows to uh you know make all these contraband things or not or like you know the like he picks and chooses so many different things and his hand is in every conceivable pot like yep. we have learned a lot about his empire in a lot of ways but like It's just I, it feels it feels like there's not a lot like tying it together sometimes
1: I yeah hard part. no I, I that's a good point i mean it's it's tough because it's like well do i want because this is an entire empire full you know planets galaxies however huge this fucking rule is um like to get a satisfactory rundown of that like that's it's it's, that's an entire book that's like a history book you know which frank herbert could do he could have done that and that would have been actually very entertaining you know yeah but that's not the story he wanted to tell um the story he wanted to tell, it, 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 you know, feels like, again, going back to just, it, it's like his critique on society and, and the, 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 the logical conclusion to, to how he sees society progressing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, within that, you do get great characters like, you know, the Duncan. Uh, you know, Monio, uh, Siona, Hui, like I, I like all the, oh, Antioch is, you know, they're like, uh, but it, it feels like a story within, uh, like a, like a story within kind of like, uh, a, a philosophy lecture, I guess, you know, yeah. which, which I'm, I enjoy, like I, I like that about it. Um, cause it's, it's I, I
0: think I would enjoy it more if I thought the philosophy and the lecturing was more progressive and thought through entirely. Yeah. Well, it's but, it's, but yeah, yeah. As like an idea. Yes. It's,
1: it's, it's not very, it's not super progressive. There, are like, you know, like we, we've discussed this before there, there are bits and pieces that, that do feel like they're on the right track. Um, but I, I, I kind of, like it um regardless of how much i agree with leto because i'm because what i'm trying to do is separate leto from frank herbert you know and think of leto as this actual uh you know cosmic tyrant Mm -hmm. with all these powers and this crazy idea that i don't have to agree with you know um yeah, so I, I mean, taking Herbert out of the equation is is you know I feel like it it it, it adds to my enjoyment of the book because then I totally. don't because because then I that way I don't have to of be of course like, it would <laughs> yeah because like that way I don't have to be like oh this the guy who's writing this is like kind of fucked up and like yeah you know has has some really out there ideas but now I'm just thinking like oh this character has has some pretty wild ideas that's
0: yeah hey that's fair to kind of do like the whole a bit of a death of the author kind of thing. I don't know. To me, it feels like choosing to go through hurdles to rationalize what I do think are Herbert's yeah. opinions. Yeah. But,
1: but no, I, I think you're right.
0: That's, you know, I'm also not trying to like shit on you or, and or criticize. no, you for, no, no. I for mean, taking that route. Cause
1: you can't ever separate, you know, separate the art from the artist entirely. You know, people have, have tried to do that. Uh, I I don't feel like anyone can really do that. There's still gonna be a part in the back of your brain thinking like, oh, this person is a piece of shit. Um, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think I would call Frank Herbert a piece of shit. I don't know him well enough, but some of the opinions definitely some some of the opinions in this book definitely make me lean towards. I, you know I, it's, I, it's, a, just, it's that's, hard that's, it's not, just, what, that's hard not what that's not what the
0: discussion needs to be i just wanted to bring it up because you yeah. brought it up. that's all no i but, know I mean, yeah all, you know also you're probably getting way more immersed into this uh sci-fi world if that's you know the way you're going so
1: yeah yeah i mean i i i, I find it very interesting um and engrossing and and i feel like it is kind of a it feels like a nice break from uh, what the rest of Dune is and maybe what we're going back to with Heretics. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: I just want to mention maybe like two more quick things about this chapter. Hopefully quick. Um, I just, I feel like, especially with um Leto and Hui, I mean, Leto does this with everyone, but I kind of feel like with Hui, it's like maybe I just notice it more or just feels more of this way to me. But it seems like a lot of times, like, Leto will be wormsplaining at oh, Hui. Boy. You, you oh, yeah, you know boy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yes. It, and she'll be like, oh, I don't understand. Like, you know, explain it to me, Lord, or, or teach me, or this and that. And then Leto's response will kind of just be like, A lot of I don't know like pedantic flowery bullshit yeah and then Herbert will just be like "Hui's eyes went wide with understanding you know and she like she won't really like say anything exactly or or I feel like her response doesn't really give me a lot of clarification on what she now understands like like there's this line I'm not looking right at it so I'm you know probably paraphrasing here but when um like Hui's saying that she doesn't understand something about the fish speakers and then like Lido kind of explains it and it's like oh Lido could tell that she understood and Lido's kind of thinks to himself or says like even Monio doesn't fully understand yeah uh the, you know the extent of my plan with the fish speakers and I'm like what does Hui understand about the fish speakers I'm like I don't understand I know It feels like Herbert's just telling me which I guess fair enough I don't if it's meant to be something to be revealed later, it's not that I necessarily need to see it in that moment, but it doesn't feel to me like all the pieces are there for me to like have this crystallizing moment of understanding along with we. So instead it kind of feels a bit like the author just being like addressing a criticism with an answer that they fabricate out of their own that that can't be argued against you know they're like well this might seem confusing but uh they get it so that's the end of it and i'm just like what yeah do you, does Does that make sense to you do you see where i'm getting a little frustrated by that
1: no i i or
0: do you feel that way as well
1: i i do feel similarly similarly i you know i think there is um parts where where you know Lido goes on these ramblings of explanation like you know like like you said these like flowery explanations that uh say very little but you know through a lot of words and and then yeah Hui understands but we we don't understand you know it's it's uh I definitely feel more similarly to Duncan than than to Hui yeah yeah and I'm not convinced that Hui actually understands entirely either yeah. You know, I think she might just be going along with some of what he says. Um but yeah, I I uh I do get that frustration.
0: Yeah. Um And I think otherwise the you know, the the chapter ends, um Hui and Antioch are going to go back to Ix under this guise of like checking out this new Ixian weapon that he knows that they're making, but that's not really what they're doing at all. They they really want to find out about Hui's birthplace. Yes. And I like I like Hui's line uh Leto says, make sure she, meaning Antioch, knows what she's looking for. Talking about Hui's birthplace or whatever. And Hui says, for my genesis, you and I already know my purpose. And then Leto says, which is not separated from its source. Um, Which I thought was a cool line, because it kind of goes back to when they were talking about the the cyclical nature of things and, and... and the patterns that emerge from preceding patterns. Yeah. When, like, the fall of his empire into what the new form of the Golden Path will be. And so, similarly, you know, if they can get more information, if they can have a clearer understanding of Hui's origin, then in theory, they should have, you know, a perfect full knowledge of... um everything about her, you know, that, that she's kind of just been this series of patterns progressing through life from that one point, just like all people are. Yeah. This kind of claims. So, um, that I thought was cool. That made sense to me. And I was like, okay, I get why Hui thinks that. And I get why Leto thinks that. So I was like, okay, like, I like the way that this chapter ends. Um, so I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I think, I mean, I, I liked the chapter, uh, more than I disliked it. Um, I'm enjoying getting frustrated with it. You know, it's, it's fun for me. It's, it's, it's going to be
0: unflappable. You just, you, you cannot be flapped. It's going to be, it's going to be
1: upsetting if, if, if there isn't like great payoff you know, um, I'm I'm holding out hope, holding out hope that uh, that it's it's going to to pay off in the end. Um, yes,
0: yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed all of Herbert's endings so far. Um, so I I think I think that he'll be able to pull it off in a way that like satisfactorily rounds up my thoughts on the book. Um I don't know if I'll I don't think I'm gonna be left with this feeling like, wow, that was like so good, you know, or like wow, the payoff was like really worth it. Like I don't think I'll be stunned or blown away, but I think it will like be very serviceable in its conclusion. Yeah, I at mean, the very least.
1: Yeah, we'll see. My my thoughts and feelings on this book are are, you know, they're they're changing rapidly uh every time I read it, so we will see at the end.
0: Alright, well, we we talked about a lot of other things here and there, so it's not that that was all just the first chapter, but we spent a lot of time there, so uh, let's see if we can get through these next four in about an hour or so. Yes. Okay. Um, second chapter, this one will be really quick. Honestly, I don't even really give a shit about talking about this chapter. This is the one, um, Antioch, is writing a report to the Bene Gesserit, and she's struggling with the fact, like, should she include this knowledge that um, Huy and Leto are to be wed? Yes. Hui came to her, let her know, filled her in on the plan, just like Leto said, and she was explicitly told not to inform the Sisterhood. And she, like, grapples with that, but ultimately decides not to, because, you know, one, i it's not good to defy the God Emperor. Probably going to end in, they're going to know that she said it, you know, and then that comes It's going to be bad brighter. news for them. Um, and then, you know, she says the same thing that Hui says, you know, everyone in the whole fucking galaxy is going to know soon enough. So, yeah, no, no real fault in just hanging on to that when it's not going to be a secret for very much longer anyways. Um, There could be some more interesting things in here hiding about, but that's pretty much what this chapter boiled down to me, and I thought it was fine to read, um, but not really anything I feel like getting into, unless there's something you'd like to discuss.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I feel like Antioch continues to be a cool character. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool that they're, they're like kind of sending her on a mission. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much a, uh. Uh, not not a um what what you may call it not a not a uh what's the word for that what's the word for that when when um it's like not the main thing
0: uh like a s- subplot or a side story or uh a...
1: filler 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 yeah it's yeah it's like a little bit of a filler chapter.
0: A bit. I mean I, I think like for the pacing it's good and I think it's cool that we get some some insight into, you know, um this Reverend Mother's inner thoughts. Um would have been cool to see her maybe like consult some of her her other memory selves, yeah. you know? To like maybe get feedback or advice or knowledge from them in some way that could inform her decision um,
1: yeah and and you it's know not I not really called on I also think um although they did they did mention this a few times uh it it would have been cool to get a a, a you know a rundown in greater detail of her Mentat abilities they True. talk about her using them but that's about it. Um, yeah, kind sure. of like like what we see, you know, hate hate do in 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 uh, Messiah. That would be yeah, cool.
0: that also could have been a cool way to to resolve that. She could have run a, like a logical Mentec computation yes. for herself to see, like, oh, if I if I were to send this letter with the knowledge, this is how it would end most likely. You know, with like me getting killed or something.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, um, right, for for a kid, you know, I think that Herbert kind of does this, where it's like, even if he gives, like, certain attributes to a character, if they aren't as, uh, relevant to the story, it's kind of easy for him to, like, underwrite them, or, like, or, like yeah. just write them well enough, like, I think, like you're saying, Antioch is interesting and is well written, I should say, but perhaps there are aspects about her that he, he could have taken a bit more advantage of. Yeah. If- he had so chosen
1: yeah and and again there's there's more uh to to go but i think that's kind of a thing that is uh one of his weaknesses with reverend mothers is is there often these these very interesting characters that we just don't get to know about and don't get to see do cool shit and that's yeah uh, that's annoying
0: yeah i think like especially here too with leto like you know, Leto's pretty dismissive, obviously, of the Bene Gesserit in general, and he does have a kind of appreciation for specifically Antioch's um, character, but, like, he doesn't really have a respect for their, their own abilities or their own powers, and, like, he, he kind of, like, recognizes, like, oh, you know, they're one of the few people that, like, understand what it's like to have these, like, memory selves. Yeah. Yeah. But I think because Leto himself as a character is so dismissive of them that Herbert might have even thought like it would kind of do a disservice to Leto's point or perspective in that matter if he were to actually show Antioch having this like memory self-conversation because then you the reader might be like, well, hey, this seems just like the Leto chapters that I read, or, like, this seems yeah. pretty similar or pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, and that's then true.
0: I think that that could change, the you know, the reader's perspective on that, and Herbert probably wants you to think more in line with Leto.
1: I think that's the point I'd of the whole book. Like, I I, I I, think that's what he's doing the, this entire time, is, is that, um, you know this is leto's world we are just living in it you know uh especially like based on the way it's you know discusses controlling the narrative with history and truth and whatnot um i i feel like it's it, it it's it's actually very meta where whereas like the 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 book you, you know similarly to how he reveals to we that like you know, famous historians are actually him, you know, mm-hmm. writing, uh, you know, uh, with, with, you know, with a ghost, not a ghostwriter, but a pen name um, that, you know, Frank Herbert could very well be one of Leto's pen names. Um, so th- so that, that's kind of like one of the things about this book, too, Is is I feel like it does have an unreliable narrator, even though it's not always narrated. Because I feel like so much of it is Lido's perspective. Even when he's not in the scene, he is in the scene.
0: Yeah. Right, and that's kind of like why we keep saying we're waiting for like that fuller picture of having finished the book and to be able to yes. like more clearly exactly see yeah. on those things. Because I, I think that that is like some of the questions that are like left hanging throughout the whole the whole experience. Yeah.
1: I'm i am already so interested in, in seeing what Leto's reign looks like from, you know, a few thousand years after it's over, you know? I think that's going to be extremely interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we, you know, her wide deer-in-the-headlights eyes or yeah. expression that I'm told that she has when she understands these things. Mm-hmm one of the things that she says she she like that clicks for her is uh, you know oh these people of the future you know what will they learn about you lord and leto says something like oh i think or i maybe she is the one who says it but she's like i think it's what i already know about you now you know yeah that that thousands of years removed people are going to have this more compassionate understanding they're going to realize through Leto's journals that he's left behind that uh that, you know, Leto was secretly and personally carrying this this heavy burden for the sake of humanity.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's gonna be very interesting to see if that actually is what or how it plays out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, right. If if like, you know, like heretics and chapter house are gonna be like like neo lito Whites, you know, that, that are just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> apologists for his reign. You know? Yeah. That, I I mean I can see how that would maybe not be come off great, but uh we'll see. I don't know. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah.
0: Um well alright, is there anything else you want to mention in the second chapter or shall we uh hit the third?
1: Um. You do yeah. I think I think we're pretty good with with uh, number two.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. So the third chapter. Oh, this man. The shit really goes off in this chapter. Um.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. This is uh. Yep. This is the the action scene.
0: Yeah, it is, and this. Was, I mean, I guess if there's one thing I could say about this book, I think this is maybe one of the best, definitely at least the most, like, visceral action scene that Herbert has written. Yeah. Like, so essentially, this, this, it pretty much kicks off the chapter, and so there's these explosions that go off in the city, and straight away... Um Leto becomes enraged because he recognizes where the explosions are going off from, from at the, the Ixian embassy. And so his first immediate thought is that Hui is in, you know, danger. Yep. And so he personally emerges from his underground lair and just destroys everyone he kicks Um,
1: he kicks ass kicks tail
0: yeah yeah he really does i mean he
1: he puts those flippers to good use
0: (laughs) and not so useless now right
1: no i mean he he just fucking flails around and just fucking takes people out just yeah just crushes them
0: yeah it really felt like that like I could like feel the impact of some of the things that Herbert was describing, like, yeah. The, like the literal impact of like things colliding, you know. Yes. And, and just like, yeah. Especially with um, like say when he when he was driving his his cart there, like you could I could like feel like the dull thuds of like bodies just slapping against. I it know. As it, like goes over them. Like Yep. Um. And then the detail that like as he. As he like spills out of the cart and just yeah starts like slamming his body up and down on people like he becomes like lubricated in their blood yes. like just this
1: and yeah <laughs> no it's so he, gross he's like... covered in blood and 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 that in the water in that blood is hurting him yeah yeah um
0: which only causes him to like berserk out even more yeah
1: yes exactly but this actually. This scene reminded me most of the Leto two we see at the end of Children of Dune, where he is, you know, worm Sonic the Hedgehog and just goes Berserk and and fucking takes down Aaliyah in the end, you know. Like that's Right. This is the same kind of action. Uh, we saw it briefly on, on the way to Own too with the with the face dancers, but Yes. Um but this is definitely the best example in the in, in the book so far that we've gotten.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the biggest difference here though is like in terms of this and then like the ending of Children of Dune, like Leto still has so much control over his body at that point, like really wearing the worm as a suit. Yep. You know? Yep. And he still uh still has so much of his human identity then.
2: But I know
0: here, like he completely it's almost like he blacks out. This is like yeah. where the worm really takes over. The worm
1: over. takes over. Yeah.
0: Which, um, yeah, it's, like, really, it, it kind of is, like, awe-inspiring to read, you know? It's, like, I can imagine, like, the Lasgun lasers, like, ricocheting off of him and shit, like, uh, I would love to see, I know, I feel like for the most part, this, this, uh, book might suck as a movie, to be honest, but, like, something like this, like, a scene like this, uh, would be awesome to to see done with like a,
2: a yes big budget Competent a really CGI. Yeah.
1: yeah no i i mean so honestly my my dream now this would be hilarious if, if this was done i think it would be incredible is you know dune one has massive success they immediately green light two sequels also massive successes they green light two more sequels get Children of Dune and God Emperor of Dune. And in God Emperor of Dune, we get James McAvoy to reprise <laughs> the role of Leto, too. Yes. But the thing about James McAvoy now, though, is that he actually is a very, like, he's he's a really great, highly regarded British actor. Like, I haven't seen a lot of his work, but apparently he's in some, he, he's in a, you know, a few good things that are, like, really cult like favorites um and what's the one where 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 it's like the multiple personality movie oh that? uh the
0: the one with m night Shyamalan
1: I don't, well James Split. McAvoy stars in it so I don't know what, what. is
0: that what you're thinking of
1: I'm not sure if it's m night Shyamalan but uh but apparently he was really good in that and plays a lot of different interesting characters glass it's called glass it's maybe something like that but I don't know
0: I haven't seen it but I know Samuel Jackson was in it. I
1: think he I think he would actually do a pretty good job at, at uh in 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 Adult Lido, too. Like Probably. not like not joking, but I think it would be hilarious if if they chose him. Like if it ever got to that point, I think it would be fucking hilarious if they chose him to uh to reprise the role. That would be the funniest shit in the world to me. And, it, and I think it would be good too. Um <laughs> Also, fun facts, though, about James McAvoy yeah. that I had I, I only just found out. Um, he was in contention to be the 11th Doctor.
0: Oh. I'm really uh, glad that they went with Matt Smith and his strangely square head.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Matt Smith would be an interesting idea for Alito, too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I can't see it really. <laughs> I can't.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyways,
0: no, I mean, no matter who you get to play them, like at some point you got to be like, it's just gonna be like your face CGIed onto a worm body. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. I know.
0: You gotta really uh, trust the role there.
1: Yeah, you're gonna do a- <laughs> you're gonna do a lot of acting with your face in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: A lot of good facial expressions.
0: Anyways, um, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh right, Lido. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Lido, uh, killing everyone. Yes. Um, which was really cool. Yeah, even like the reaction from the fish speakers too. Like, because you know they're like the boots on the ground. I know. Thinking that they're fighting with like God's righteous fury, and then like God shows up. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh shit, God is angry." <laughs> you know. God is
1: angry, I know. And also God's here to save us. Yes. You know, like and then I mean, he goes on to uh, regret having done that in front of them. Right. For that very reason.
0: Yeah, he I don't think he I mean, one, he doesn't really consider that as a consequence, but like more so than that. He's not really considering the consequences. He's just no. like full on He's
1: in a blind rage, which which yeah. is which again is 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 something he has not experienced in a long, long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This seems to be the real like, like the recognition in himself that he's had this emotional reawakening. You know, yeah. just that he even can experience something like blind fury for the sake of Hui. You know, he's like, wow, you know, it's this singular person who has um, brought about these feelings in me again. And this is really like the inception point for that, or this is kind of like the, the point of no return where, where he realizes that um, this is the change that's been brought about in him now Yeah, for better or for worse. Yep. There's, a, there's a lot that happens in this chapter though, because we get that whole thing go down. And then he goes back. He has to um he has like a a drying chamber.
1: Yeah, he's gotta cleanse himself of the of the blood water.
0: Yeah. Um he's updated on Hui's safety. He meets with uh the Bashar leader of the, the guards in the plaza, the fish speaker guards. Um, that's kind of right when he recognizes the fanaticism still in them, recognizes that, like you're saying that he's kind of in this one foul swoop, um, sort of like created a a kind of dependency. He's, weakened the independency in his in speaker guards yes, and he does exactly, regret that. Yeah. Because of course his golden path ends in him dying and humanity needing to be like self-preservationist and making decisions for itself. They can't be relying on Leto you know, for their own for their own sakes. Yeah. Um and, you know, I keep thinking about like how much time Leto has left. He kind of Says to himself, if he is going to undo this dependency in the fish speakers, it's something that needs to be done carefully and over a great deal of time. Yes, you know, probably like centuries. Yep. Um. So, uh. ugh.
1: <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've gotten the impression, though. I mean, I, we, we definitely see time as different that you know to delito to but um i have been kind of getting the vibe that uh he does think the end is soon like it does feel like it fe- at least it feels like it's soon to him
0: yeah right i mean even if it were i the, the thing that really just throws me off is like how much time we have left in the book yeah you know um because if he's going to meet his end in this book then you know okay but if not like it it feels like he might have another like 500 years left in his basic life expectancy which yeah. to him is not a lot necessarily no um so yeah like i can see that discrepancy but but i also get this feeling like we've said that this this book will end with his death in some way,
1: yeah. I mean, and, and will there's not there be, a lot of book left. Will there be a time jump, or will you right, know, right, or right. or will he die? You know, five hundred years before his, you know, expected demise. Yeah. Will there be I a change know, like, within the Golden Path?
0: Yeah. I guess yeah, that's definitely... the thing
1: that we're kind of. That's the big thing that we're that we're on the edge of our seats about, right? Yeah. Is if the Golden Path even succeeds? Because that that seems to be something that he is keeping from himself. He doesn't seem to know, or you know, want to know.
0: No, yeah, I mean, he still needs to put in a lot of work to make sure that they're on that path, and yeah. and Hui's inclusion and the and the changes that she's making within Lido are big factors in. Um, in affecting his, his focus, I guess, when it comes to making those decisions and ensuring that the golden path does continue the mm-hmm. way that it
1: needs to. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, okay, so we get the Bashar thing. Um, he's like, you can have a vacation. She's pretty stoked about that. Um, and then... Then he talks with Nayla over a communication device that they, that they share. Um, I think that's now, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay.
1: It is. Yeah. And, and, and it gives her like a metallic weird voice.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and the, the big thing here is that Leto orders her to reveal to Siona that she is a fish speaker. Yes. And, you know, he says, follow Siona's every order, tell her whatever she wants to know, this and that. Tell her exactly why you haven't told her you're a fish speaker this whole time. And he goes, all of it will be the truth, right? You know, he's like, just tell her the truth. Um, of course, Naila's not thinking about telling the truth. She's thinking about following Leto's orders. Yes, you know? exactly. She sees yep. telling the truth as its own, like, game, its own test. And so, like, she doesn't feel like she's being given permission to be honest, which I think is why Leto needs to, like, detail down to the last word exactly how she should say these things. Absolutely. You
2: know? Yep.
0: Um, which I think is really interesting. But uh yeah. but yeah, but essentially Leto's just saying tell her the truth. Tell her everything. Um
1: That's gonna come to a head for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, very soon. I yeah. think within these next five that we read.
1: Nayla's gonna fuck something up.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's even, uh, there's this part in the the last chapter here, the Duncan chapter, where she says, like, what's the deal with Nayla?
1: I know, you know? yeah.
0: Uh, her and Siona are like sisters. Yeah. And I really wish that we... I really wish that Herbert had taken the time to write them feeling more like sisters because it does feel like this is going to be leading up to this kind of like huge betrayal in a way, you know, yes. where, where they these characters are going to be at odds with one another. Um, maybe not because the way that Leto talks about it and the way that it sounds like the plan is that Nayla is going to reveal this information but still be acting like she's a rebel sympathizer and that. Siona can like use Nayla's role in Leto's guard
1: exactly, as a yeah. tool
0: for the rebellion, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, she's
1: gonna be a mole, but within the fish speakers Right, right. You right. Know, as opposed to within the rebels.
0: So it's not so much that like Siona's being told this this thing and like her, her trust is shaken and like they're gonna immediately fight. But I do think something's going to happen where it'll get to a point like that. And I just wonder or not if it will fall flat, because we're being told that they're like sisters, but they haven't really had a a lot of interactions in the first place that we've seen, and the ones that they have had, they do kind of have a, a sort of camaraderie, but it's muddied a little bit, because we know that Nayla is only doing this out of manipulation, following Leto's orders. And a lot of their, like, discussions and the things that they do together just, like, feel very utilitarian. Like, it's in the service of the Rebellion. Like, they're never just hanging out.
2: You yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, I thought the sisters line was a little weird. I know we're not there and I'm jumping ahead of it, but I'm thinking about it now and... I just wanted I, to mention
1: that. I agree with you. I I have not seen that, you know, certainly. we we've had what, one or two scenes with them together, and those scenes were pretty much like Nayla being like, Oh, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't don't say I love Leto, don't say I love Lito, don't you know? <laughs> like Yeah. I love Leto, damn. I know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um so yeah, that's gonna be an interesting relationship that I do hope gets um explained there's no time really for development but uh explained at the at the very least um yeah i don't know it's just this this book more so than all the other dune books is it just it's very weird in terms of plot and character development and pacing and it's like a lot of things you don't want like or or, or I mean, rather, a lot of the things that you want are not shown, and a lot of times when Herbert does that, that's a good thing. It's kind of like, oh, I didn't know I wanted this. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, it's you know, we've talked about the art of withholding right before. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first time maybe that there is too too much talk and not enough showing of yeah of what is actually happening.
0: Um, I I think that's something that's holding it back a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. And and part of that, I I think it it also feels like there's sort of a deliberate return, and I think we've mentioned some of the parallels with this book as well. But going back to like the Messiah format, where you know, largely, it's pretty much just a character study. You know, yes, and that. Almost every single chapter is just characters having conversations with each other. So it's like, and, you know, to top it all off, there's not a lot of locations. Like, there's not a lot of, like, traveling or things like that. Like, the characters are moving from place to place, but pretty much it's just the Citadel and own, you know? Yeah. So things kind of return to having that, like, smaller, intimate kind of feel um, rather than... The perspective shifting, plans within plans, you know, chapter hopping that we got in the first Dune book and Children of Dune. Things are like very, very laser focused in on like five characters at best, you know, um, in pretty much two places. And, And so it feels like all the things surrounding them that they talk about, the book's like, well, right, it's not really about that, is it? And that and that can be frustrating.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot a lot of stories that I would I I I would love to have been told like within this book. Um, what we're getting is is very much a character study, which again I'll reiterate I like that I I'm super into it. Um, I I love fucking long chapters of just conversations between characters that are that are very uh meandering and wool gathering right yeah Uh, i'm a big big fan of wool gathering (laughs) um but it just seems like we're missing out on so much yeah which is sad
0: right you could it feels like you could have the same number of pages you know and just be like okay well you know just devote some of these chapters, you know, even if it was like every four or five chapters, like just one, you know, to yeah. Yeah. something
1: else. I to mean give the, it a yeah, bit of that wider scope. Absolutely. Like the the one time this happened is is the uh is the chapter where Monillo goes to visit Siona at you know the academy or whatever and, and is like warning yeah. warning her about her rebellious yeah, streak.
0: That was a that was like a two or three page chapter in yeah. the first five or ten chapters yep. too.
1: That's all it takes. And
0: it was just a recording.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like anything like, yeah, you know, no, it does, I, does I, not I have to be that substantial. Like any kind of like little slices of life. Yeah. I want to see that more chapter, slices of life.
0: Right. That chapter, the chapter where uh, Siona and Duncan go to Gorgoa, uh, that gave us a lot.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Still left me feeling a little puzzled, but like at least it gave us something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Siona is one of the main characters in the book. We don't know much about her at all.
0: No, no. And she's still. She hasn't been around in these five chapters either. It feels like she's gone. Yeah. You know? I was really surprised. It feels like she'll have to turn up in the next five, given what's going on. And and the other characters are talking about her. You know? Yes. Everyone is going to be at the Citadel very soon. So.
1: Yeah. There's that. Especially with the wedding, right? I think that's yeah. gonna be definitely a yeah, big Yeah, which uh, is big thing. okay.
0: Well, here, let's let's put a pin in that. Yes, yes. Um we'll talk about the wedding. Chapters four and five are pretty much just the same chapter, just split up between two characters. So um we can talk about that pretty quick in just a few minutes, I yep. hope. Um But like here, Siona is kind of, like, discussed again and brought into the fold because Leto wants to know what's up with the explosions, right? Yeah. And so it's... They they did say that there's rebel activity, but that it's mainly uh, the Tleilaxu. And that they have some stupid name that Leto thought was stupid. The,
1: the Tleilaxu contact element.
0: Yeah, yeah, he says that, like, oh, they always have, like, such pretentious names or yep. something. Um. And so, they say that Siona's at the Citadel, I think, right? Like, it couldn't have been her. Yeah. Because I think she's already been brought to the Citadel. Even she has, though we, yeah. We haven't really... Um, I guess we knew that because when Duncan and Siona were together, the fish speaker had the orders to take her to the Citadel. That was Monio's wish. Yes. Right. Exactly. So there was a right lead up to that. Um, But it felt weird to be reminded of that in in, in a way, you know, to have them be like, oh yeah, Siona's at the Citadel. So uh, it's fine. And she didn't know about it and this and that. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, So right. Like this main character who seems to be pivotal to uh, this plan, is kind of just elsewhere. Yeah,
1: just not in the action whatsoever.
0: Yeah. um, So, so yeah. um, As a matter of fact, I forget where we get this information, so maybe I'll just bring it up now since we're talking about Siona. But, some of Siona's role in Lido's plan is expanded on. Is that in the fourth or fifth chapters? Do you yes, remember what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, kind of groundbreaking stuff. Uh, very exciting additions. I mean, it's it's mentioned. He could foresee her. Um. usurping him yes taking yeah taking the reins
0: yes yes that siona is being uh bred yeah to lead
1: and it is kind of implied that if Monio had taken the spice it maybe could have been him yeah
0: yeah, right. Leto says something like, Oh, I had such high hopes for Monio.
1: Exactly, yeah, and he's just an old fuck now. <laughs> Twenty nine years old.
0: Yeah, yep. No, it's you know? uh that's it. Just dump him in a grave somewhere.
2: Yep. That's it's uh Me
0: too. It's
1: about that time. It's about that time.
2: Gonna
0: go uh go out back, send him to a farm upstate.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'll be happier at the glue factory.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, this idea that, that Siona is pretty much next in line to lead the Empire is very intriguing. Um, of course, she doesn't know that, and she's not meant to know that. Um,
1: she must be tested
0: right. she must be tested, and then also like you know it's gotta be Lito, spice it's gotta knew... be spice
1: agony right it's gotta be yeah. spice agony,
0: yeah, and then also, if she knew that that's what Leto was trying to lead her towards that she would uh never accept it, you know she it's yeah. one of those things that she needs to come to willingly on her own, yes, yep, so yeah um so
1: will she be this leader that leads you know the empire through the 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 great time of darkness after Leto well, dies i
0: what I thought was weird about it is like I kind of thought the idea is that you wouldn't have a leader in the same capacity anymore after Leto.
1: yeah yeah well i I guess I mean the thing that's a good point you're right i mean it's I don't necessarily think it's to end all leaders, but me, but all, all, uh, tyrants, all, all, all Caesar types, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like Lito also, um, you know, says he understands and thinks about like that people given these, these great amounts of power and status, you know, are, inevitably going to be tempted to, uh, what, he, he uses a really specific word, like, self, uh, pleasure or something, or, like, self, uh, so, so, like, it kind of, it, it kind of goes back to, like, what we were saying at the beginning of this discussion with, like, Okay, so you're gonna cause a cataclysm so great that like humanity is going to ignore all classist divides, you know like yeah. rich and poor won't matter. I mean like similarly, you know, being skeptical about that, it's like so you think you're gonna bring all of humanity you know so much so much pain and, and strife and struggle that, oh yeah, you'll still have emperors who rule over entire empires, but they'll just be nicer.
1: Yeah, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense. You're right. Yeah, I mean who who knows what? I kind of what? thought
0: this was ending with like a complete top to bottom restructuring. Yeah, you know, not to have the same structure, but have like people be like, "Oh yeah, well, we should be like more fair about these things." I want to be a good emperor. You know, like <laughs> I don't want that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that seems like what Siona wants too. Though she doesn't want that either. And neither does Leto. But she's in a position of power. I mean, maybe she could make that happen. Prevent. Because obviously there will be a huge power vacuum once Leto dies. And, you know, similarly to uh, transitioning into communism, you know, you need a state. You you know, you after capitalism, you need the the proletariat, the, the dictatorship of the proletariat and a state. And eventually the idea is that that transitions into a classless, stateless society. Um, it, it, it dissolves away, you know, but since there's going to be a vacuum in the immediate aftermath where people could take the reins and, and you know, use that power for whatever their motives may be, um, there will be need for some structure in, uh, in the wake of, of it all.
0: Right, so we'll have a uh, an interim emperor, perhaps.
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: Temporary emperor, temperer, temp- Ooh, te- te- the temperer, the temp, the,
1: te- the temperer. I like it. Um. Anyways, I think I'm gonna go pee really quickly, so we'll take a quick breather. Sound good for you?
2: Oh yeah, sure. Okay.
1: All right. We'll be we'll be back. You're still streaming, so if you want to entertain uh, people on nope. Twitch, you know. Nope. All right. Not interested. No okay. one's listening. All right. BRB.
0: All right. So anyways, um, so yeah, the Siona thing, whatever, maybe we'll talk more about that in four and five quick. Um, I don't know. Um, what else? Oh, right. And then he shows up. After Right, after he talk with Nayla, Hui shows up, they have the whole discussion about the golden path. Uh, this is when they talk about Siona too, right, okay. Because they, they, they talk about sainthood, that's what it is. Leto says that yeah, Hui yeah. has like the uh, the temperament of a saint, a literal saint. And then, like, Siona gets brought up into that discussion, and Leto's like, yeah, I don't know about a saint, but, like, maybe emperor, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that, right, that brings up kind of the whole thing about aristocracy you talk about, that comes up again, too, um, but, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, that, that covers more of the end of that chapter than I remembered. I kind of forgot when that whole Siona discussion happens, but it's here. It's at the end of this chapter. Um, and right, this is where Leto says, like, yeah, never never try to persuade Siona of anything. Promise me. Please. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure more to talk about there, too. But I feel pretty good about what we covered. Is there anything else you want to mention from Chapter Three?
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing that I uh, wanted to point out is we get a we get a, a little uh, Salus Secundus Harkal Atta shout out as well.
0: Yeah, I, I was considering touching on that too. I also thought that was interesting.
1: Just a fun little, fun little yeah, uh, but it, bit.
0: You know what I think it actually does in a interesting and really quick kind of way is this it 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 really is an example of giving us a bit of that world building because you know so this Bashar Fish Speaker yeah um is like oh yeah I'm gonna I'll go visit my family on Seleucus Secundus so we get you know that she has Carino descent Mm -hmm. um Carino Blood, that Seleucus Secundus is even still around. Um, but honestly, for me, what kind of like hit me is that like, oh, they have families.
1: You know? Yeah, exactly.
0: Kind of in the same way that when Goygoa gets brought into the picture and it's like, oh, so this this other Duncan just had like a whole life, a mm-hmm. whole family. And so it kind of, you know. Forces us to pause and consider that, like each one of these fish speakers, then presumably, you know, has a family that they're not just, yeah. uh, um, you know, not just. I, I mean, they are they are bred, right? I mean, I think they they are made to have these qualities. That's why they're all like very stocky and strong. Yeah, they and are bred. Belt, you know,
1: they are bred and they're trained, but there's definitely rejects, pile right. of rejects. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they do have these, like, fuller lives than we're usually meant to consider. Um, and, like, of course, they don't really seem to mind that they have to sacrifice not seeing their, their families for, you know, who knows how long, years at a time, um, in service to, like, their literal, actual god, you know? Doesn't seem like too much of a trade-off for them. But, no. yeah, just that, that is introduced as a part of um, what we now know about the fish speakers too i thought was uh, a an, an interesting choice and uh was pretty well done i think
1: yeah and i'm sure it's an honor too to become a fish speaker and their families are all incredibly proud of them right
0: yeah yeah right you you can definitely imagine that so um yeah just just right just to give us that like one little bit of being like hey there is more to these characters, you know, outside of what you see, you know, that, yeah. that they do have, um, uh, experiences and attachments to things that are, that are elsewhere that exist alongside these things, but aren't relevant to the story. It's like, okay, cool. You know? Um, absolutely. Those yeah. are the things, right. You don't even need to devote a chapter to it. Just a line like mm-hmm. that, I think does a lot of work. So I, I appreciated that inclusion as well.
1: Yeah. It makes it all feel real.
0: Yeah. So I I'm glad you uh you chose to bring that up.
1: And and also I I like to imagine that uh you know Leto was very close to both uh Ghani and Faridin, aka Harkalada yeah. uh throughout the rest of their, their lives. And it seems like you know, those are maybe the uh like the last true Family that he he's had. The I mean, all all the others have been kind of like his creations, essentially. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True. True. You know, going back to Harkonnen too. Um, at the end of Children of Dune, Leto's very intent on on acquiring the uh, Sardaukar from. Yeah. From Faridin, from House Carino. And then we get this uh, thing saying that, you know, the, the captain here has Carino blood. I mean, are we maybe, you know, are we meant to assume that the fish speakers are, uh, you know, this far away ancestry of the Sadakara themselves?
1: Yeah, you know, they, they very well could be. Um, They could be, you know the combination of you know the 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 atreides guards with uh, with the sardacar or or the Fadaikin or whatever with a uh, right. sardacar
0: yeah i wonder what old uh, shadam the 4th would think about that
1: i know i'm sure he's rolling in his grave yeah at least you know it's 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 not such a, uh, a a shame to be living on Solusis Econdis anymore when every planet is a prison planet.
0: <laughs> no man, any anything and anywhere could be a prison if it's like a, you're a prisoner in your own mind. It's a prisoner of the mind, man. Yeah. Bug. All right. Um. Let's uh let's wrap these up. It's, it's
1: yeah just that baby. Kind of block
0: here. Um, so, chapter four, we get the face dancer performance, uh, in celebration to, uh, um, Lito and Hui's betrothal. So, it's public. Everyone knows. Uh, and Moneo... Monio kind of barges in afterwards and has this full-on conversation with uh, Leto. And Monio's, you know, pretty pissed. Yeah, he's not frustrated. a fan. Um, his first assumption is that uh, Hui has manipulated him through like through witchery. Yes. Um, and you know, Leto... Doesn't really argue against that. He's like, yeah, you know, right? But like, it's it's a witchcraft, you know, that I follow willingly. I think, you know, yep. that's you know that it's not it's not devious. Um, just a recognition that she too was bred for the specific purpose of wooing him, and he's like, well, it worked, you know. Yep. And we can kind of woo. both just accept that.
1: Um, so. I mean he's he's so overcome with joy that he is able to feel things again, you know, it's uh Right. It's all worth it to him.
0: Yeah, this is where we get this whole you know, Leto's like you know, don't you see it, Monio? You know, I I'm in love, you know, it's I have all these emotions. Isn't it great? you each day is uh, new opportunities you know he's going to have like live laugh love yeah. up behind him or some shit like yeah
1: he's like elf when he hears uh what's your facing in the shower right
0: uh elf
1: yeah the movie elf <laughs> <laughs> with will ferrell
0: i thought you were going to say like when he See Santa, but then he 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 realizes that Santa isn't an imposter Oh no, because so. he
1: falls in love in the movie with with the, with the girl that sings in the shower.
0: Yeah, she's not really an elf, though, is she?
1: She's not an elf. No, neither is he. the The thing is, is he actually he was raised by the elves. Oh right. But yeah. he, so he actually grew up his entire, uh, you know, childhood oh, right. that, thinking John, that he that's... was an elf.
0: Yeah, but that's why he's, like, big Will, Will Ferrell.
1: Yeah, so he he was, like, Not like little. Will he was much bigger than all of the other elves. And <laughs> and uh, one day he, you know, was just like, well, I'm bad at all the, the elf things. And, you know, the other elves don't, like, you know. Can you they... stop saying elves? <laughs> well, the movie's called Elf, so... I'm just, I'm just using the plural form of the movie title. Um, and, uh, so then basically, you know, the, his adoptive elf father.
0: All right. I know what happens in elf.
1: Okay. Cause at first you, you didn't, you thought that I, well,
0: it, t- it took me a second, but then I remember that, uh, he like fights Peter Dinklage in a boardroom.
1: He does. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's a, that's a pretty problematic scene. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we're we're uh, no stranger to um, you know, enjoying media with problematic material in it. Frank
1: Herbert would have never written that scene. I mean just think of how how gracefully he handled the Fr- jazz. Frank,
0: can you imagine Frank Herbert's elf?
1: Yeah, that would be something that would be something I mean, else. I mean
0: you know, let's not get into it.
1: Save that for another pod. We'll do a special episode where we uh I, I don't we, know. We do a rundown of, of, of I, don't know, elf. I don't know
0: if we I don't, I don't know if we will. Elf free we interpreted
1: will. by Frank Herbert.
0: Anyways, um yeah, so Monio's not right, not really happy about this shit, but like he kind of he comes to accept it, you know? Yeah. As with as with all things with uh Leto. You know, he kind of um believes that all the things that Leto does are done in service to making decisions, you know, for the good of the golden path. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so he's he's like very, you know, world weary and everything again. And he's like, alright, you know, I know I'm gonna be the one who has to help set all this shit up, so what do you need? You know? He doesn't ask why anymore. He just says, like, uh, what do you need and, and where will it be? Um And this is where we get the wool gathering because Monio's just trying to get this information, and Leto is off thinking, like, you know, oh, man, like, words are, like, really weird, man, (laughs) you know, and, and, uh, you know, Monio's just like, God, I just asked, like, the simplest question, like, I just need an answer to this very simple question, you know, And Leto's like, oh, I I was listening. Uh, I don't know. He's, what is he? uh, I kind of want to find the line because I I actually, I like what he says. Um, But I don't know if I'll be able to.
1: Well, I mean. um, Oh, I think.
0: it. Did you find something? What were you going to say?
1: No, you go for it. You go for it.
0: Well, I think it was going to be uh, this. He says, uh, Monio says, what of my question, and after this paragraph of Leto thinking to himself, Lido just says, how like a limpet, the Ixian Slaylaxu fallacy clings to human affairs, Leto yeah. said. And I, I really love, Monio says, lord, it disturbs me deeply when you don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> They uh they have a really good exchange. Monio and Leto, I think, continue to have kind of like the best back and forth, the best yeah. uh yep rapport.
1: I agree, out and of these characters. and then I I I love that um that like Lido is is pleased that uh Monio used the word too, you know. Yeah, wool gathering, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that Monio
0: is the one now accusing yeah Lito of wool gathering. Yes, yeah, I think it's funny it it is funny yeah um it really is uh there was a really good bit of humor and then also like a you know, the kind of an interesting observation you know Lido sees the uh the influence that he wields even in a on, on a personal level with just one individual you know he's he's still influencing and in shaping Monio yes um, yep of course you know, but but in like that godlike fashion. You know, it that like he's still like creating him through their interactions. You know, yeah. it's like now Monio says bull gathering because we had this conversation a couple days ago, or mm-hmm. you know, like. Um, so it it is cool to see Monio learn like that, or or to be influenced by Leto, and to see Leto see that as well.
1: Um. Yeah, and then at the end of it, we we get we talk about uh the um. The wedding party, right?
0: Yes! Oh, yeah. This part was funny, too. Um, because they're like talking about the fucking wedding registry, like yeah. an RSVP. I know. And Lito's just like, oh, send out, you know, it'll be all the aristocrats and their families. And was like, am I an aristocrat? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, so you want my, my family to come? <laughs> and he says, does my family include Siona? And then Leto says, if she survives the test. Mm-hmm.
1: So that must be happening very soon.
0: Right. Yeah, before the wedding. Yep. Um, so, of course, you know, like, that's all interesting. I thought it was interesting that Monio even has other family to consider, though. You know? Lito's I know. It was like, You're f- invite your whole fucking family. And it's like, well, I'm led to believe there's just Siona and, like, no one else. I kind of got this feeling that like Siona's mother was probably dead, you know? Yeah. Somewhere. Like
1: I mean if you know, think about Monio is he's probably a very desirable Atreides male, so I'm sure he has like a fuck ton of kids.
0: I, I, I mean I guess it's never been talked about.
1: Well yeah, but you can assume though that he they that the breeding program, you know, probably sucked him dry.
0: I don't know. I really don't know. I I mean, only because, um, you know, he holds such a, such a unique role of, of, of power within the, uh, the umpire, like he really is the second in command. Yeah. So, you know, I could also see him not have to meet those same demands. Uh, doesn't really seem a point of conflict from what we've seen with them, anyways. Now, you no, know, it's never no. been mentioned that he's been sleeping with anyone. Not even like a scene of him like starting a chapter, like leaving a room that someone else was in. You know, like none of that. So I mean, I, we I really we have
1: we have the impression that maybe he has loved and lost in his life.
0: Yes, right. That's the only thing I could say. Is it sounds like there's a tragedy in his past. And yeah. it could have to do with Siona's mother, it could have to do with another lover, but then he was forced to be with someone else due to the demands of the breeding program. Yes,
1: exactly, yeah. That's I just think, I don't think, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's super um, reaching to say that he could have a lot of kids and that would not be a surprise. No,
0: it's not Even super Even though it hasn't reaching. been
1: hinted
0: at. Right, it's not super reaching, it's just that it it just it's such a weird thing to bring up to be like hey invite the whole family and it's like you haven't even brought up one other person you know i mean we're more than 250 pages into this book from my copy at this point in it
1: yeah I mean, i'm 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 over that threshold too
0: um and there's n- not a lot left you know, somewhere between like 150 pages left, if that, you know, yep. probably not even that much. Um, and this is the first time you, you, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's weird that you're going to say like, hey, invite your whole family. And Monio's question is like, does that include Siona? Because from my perspective as the reader, that's the only family that's ever been discussed. So it's the only thing I'm going to think about when you say invite your family. There's no other people for me to consider. They don't even talk about it.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I see, I didn't get the impression that like there is some that, that that there has to be some family that we don't know about because it hasn't been discussed. All that I got from that was like Monia was like, "Oh, so Siona can come then? Like, you don't care if she's if if like she's there, you know?" Um, and like Lito was just saying that everyone's family can come because he's like super excited for his wedding. Um, yeah. So I I don't even think that I mean we'll we'll see what if, if we get like if like a whole you know swath of uh of of new Atreides characters that come up you know for this wedding that'll be interesting and i don't think it'll be totally d- super wacky but i i do get where you're coming from i don't think it's gonna yeah. happen though i think we are only gonna see Monio and siona at the wedding i don't think there's gonna be some some yeah. um extended family but no i mean also... I,
0: for the most part i mean I, I think so too which is why i think it's a strange line of, yeah uh, yeah whatever it's whatever Okay, uh, do you want to wrap up to this last chapter? Yeah.
1: Let's do it. Okay. Let's push onward.
0: So, Monia leaves, and as he's leaving, Duncan comes in. Um, And Leto can tell immediately that...
1: He's not happy.
0: Yeah. Duncan is very suspicious. Yep. And Leto has this thought, like, oh, like it's happening now, you know, or like, you know, oh, it's kind of like this point of no return. Like he's, wh- what did he call it? The sense. Uh,
1: oh, the, yeah, yeah, uh, the 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 sense syndrome. Yeah, the sense syndrome. Secret things that have to that have that might have been developed across the centuries of oblivion since they last knew awareness.
0: Right. So he's seen this pattern so many times. Of course, yeah, he's coined it. Yep. And he classic sees this Leto. classic Leto. He sees this as that, that point of no return, right? You know.
1: It's happened faster this time.
0: Yes. Uh and so a part of me thought that Lido was gonna have to straight up kill Duncan right yeah. in this chapter. Mm-hmm. That Duncan was gonna do something stupid. You know, because Leto kept trying to get him to like realize his plan and yes. why he hides these things. And Duncan just can't grasp it the way Leto wants him to. And so Leto keeps yeah. being like, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, let's try one more time or this and that. And I really thought it was going to end with, you know, yeah, Duncan doing something stupid and, and trying to get the upper hand on Leto and Leto just
1: killing him. No, I know. I know. I mean, maybe that's wedding day, right? Maybe uh, I don't know, but but yes, uh, the, the the tension does mount here, and I mean Lido is just kind, of, yeah. I mean it is reminiscent to that first chapter with Duncan and and Lido, where where Lido kills him mm-hmm. because you know Lido is just like having fun with it the entire time, you know, and oh silly Duncan, you know, yeah, until he he's blindsided by by Duncan uh, pulling out the laser gun.
0: Right. And Leto is kind of blindsided by something Duncan does in this chapter. Even though it's not pulling out a, a laze gun. This Duncan does something that no other Duncan has done before. Yes. Um, he says that... Leto has robbed him of the magic of his life.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And and that really fucking speaks to Leto. That's talking his language right there.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. Leto has like just been revitalized Yep. to like the this emotional essence of life. And Right, here's Duncan accusing him of, you know, causing him to live out this gola hell. Um and, yeah, I mean, Leto, Leto does really perk up, you know, because he's been accused of a crime. That's how he starts it off. Yes. Leto is like so fascinated. He's like, oh, what crime have I committed? And then that's where Duncan says, you know, the, the crime of uh, stealing the the life, the magic of his life.
1: Yeah, um, that's, that's really well said and that's the that's the that's the thing that you know leto bloviates about all the time too you know is the magic in life and the surprises and um the you know ephemeral nature of it all for most people and for himself as well and and he even says you know uh um like I'm not going to last long either, but, you know, Duncan can't understand that coming from from my end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really the big thing, I think, is, like, um, that Leto's rebuttal to Duncan's claims I think are pretty weak. Mm. Only in that... Um, you know, Duncan's also saying that he he doesn't have any true freedom, you know? Uh, and so, you know, Duncan's like, can I just, like, go? Can I go to a frontier somewhere yeah. and just, like, live out my life? And, um, you know, Leto's like, well, you can. You know, I'm not stopping you. I'm not the bad guy. But... Uh
1: Other Dunkins have know. tried and they didn't get far.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's 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 kind of this dual thing. It's a veiled threat. Yep. Where he's like, you know, oh yeah, I'm not gonna stop you, but right, I mean like if you go, you're not gonna have some cushy life. You can't just do that. Mm-hmm. Even though he says he's not stopping him. He it's there's not, like a not, clear imp- it's not
1: me, it's the fish speakers. There's a
0: clear implication, yeah, yeah. of of course. Of a consequence there. hmm And then also, he's like, well, there is going to be no such peaceful frontier, you know, unless my my plan of the Golden Path is able to come to fruition. Yes. Is yep. able to, to meet its end. And you need to be a part of that. Yep. Um, you know, and moreover, if you're not going to be, then I can just kill you and make another Duncan who will.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know. And- so... It makes me wonder: Does Lido think that, what, like, at, at some point, you know, he's going to talk to either this Duncan or the next one or whatever, and it's going to click? It's all going to click to him, and he's going to be on board, you know? Because, as far as we know, it it always ends relatively similarly, um, or not, or a lot of the time, at least. Yeah, all, you know only a few of the Duncans have died of old age, uh, natural causes. Um, so we're allowed to assume that this plays out similarly across, you know, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, yeah. So does Leto think that that's possible that eventually given the right circumstances, the right timing that Duncan will come to and be like, Oh shit. The Golden Path. Oh man, I can't believe I I missed all that. The first, you know, five hundred times around or whatever. Like,
0: yeah. Well, the thing is, is I I don't think so, and I think it it goes back to um, I forget if this was one of the earlier chapters or if this was the end of the last section of chapters, but Leto's talking with we I'm pretty sure again and he's saying that he chooses his uh the people that he works with because they're rebels, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that um like that rebellion you know causes them to uh be able to like make decisions for themselves. Decisions that they think are the best decisions and And, um, what am I trying to say? Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, I mean,
2: I, I, I I get what you're saying. I I guess,
0: I guess, right. So it's that, it's that because Duncan doesn't, because Duncan does not want to go along with the golden path because he is at odds with Leto. That's what Leto finds valuable about having him in his service. That he is going to be like a free thinker.
1: Yeah. It's true. But also, Leto thinks that, you know, the best or rebels make the best diplomats or aristocrats or whatever that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, so he, he stated that before. And that's been the turn that, you know, he has pulled off with Monio that he is expecting to pull off with Siona. So, I mean, there might be a part of him that does think maybe I'll convert Duncan once and for all to, to actually be a team member here, you know, and not just my token rebel, you know, maybe,
0: I don't know if it really I matters don't to him.
1: I mean, I, I think it might just be more of a game to him, you know, yeah. Trying to get Duncan on this side. Oh, that would be a, sur- a surprise for me. If, uh, if, if, this Duncan actually um, aligns with my plan, you know? Yeah. Then there's another yeah. interesting passage here, too, uh, that, that I liked where Duncan's thinking to himself, uh, you know, is there some way to shock myself into remembering all of my past lives? Yes. You know, and would I then understand the truth about all of this? Um, and yeah, that's that's a... A crazy thought it's a horrifying uh you know idea it is
0: it is he he comes into this room like completely disassociating like he's like not not really in reality or not sure that he is um and yeah yeah he's very hung up on on thinking about all the different lives that he's led in some way um So he's another character, you know, he's obviously not the same as Leto. But, like, to him, it's almost like he has had all these, like, other past lives that he's not able to access. You know, he only has one at a time. But because he's always the same person, there is that, that sort of overlap where, you know, he's... Made decisions that you know he likely would have made, given those same circumstances that the other predecessors had. And so he does feel like a like this weird like out of time kinship or brotherhood with them.
1: Yeah,
2: which
0: is weird. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird relationship to have.
1: It is. Yeah, I mean, and and it would be interesting if if there was a way, you know, how they shocked hate into regaining his Duncan memories um but I think that's a step too far that's it's uh you know um it makes sense given the 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 source of the Gola being the original cells that makes sense tapping into right. those memories um but yeah th- this is all kind of like restricted territory for him there's uh, yeah, no no hope of uncovering, you know, the fate of all of his predecessors. No,
0: or if he does uncover it, it will probably end poorly for him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Almost definitely.
0: So, yeah. Um, you know, their discussion goes on for a while here, too, but... I think the big thing, of course, is Duncan kind of ends on this threat. Um, You know, he feels, like, very locked in. He feels, in a way, like, kind of defeated, you know, that he doesn't have these freedoms. He doesn't have the ability to go and live the quiet life he might want elsewhere. And so he's like, well, I guess I'm going back to the Citadel. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's where Hui is. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> so maybe I'm
0: going to go and spend some time with Hui, I
1: know. <laughs> oh, God.
0: And, uh, yeah, Leto's just, like, absolutely... No fucking way. Fucking not. Yeah, I mean... Uh, man, I, I really, really wonder if this is an empty threat. Or not, or or are we going to get a chapter of like um Duncan trying to seduce Hui out of spite, you know?
1: I know. I mean that that would be very interesting. I I mean there the like I, I would say there's no way that Hui would, you know, fuck Duncan yeah. while being you know, uh Leto's fiance. Yeah. But he is Duncan Idaho. He is. And that's a handsome man. He uh, apparently
0: he's like the most handsome man in the whole galaxy. Yes.
1: Yep. He has
0: uh, a an, an allure an allure over like all women. Yeah,
1: it might it it might you know might be irresistible to who, and he, who knows. He has
0: one very important thing that Leto does not.
1: Hmm. It's very very true. Telosy wise. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it's funny uh, when when Duncan hears, you know, gets a confirm that they're gonna get married, and he he looks over Lito's worm body, and Lito's just like, man, he's always looking for my. I know, dick. you know, always.
1: <laughs> oh, and, and then he's like, yeah, I thought about like installing a fake one, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, people don't like look at me weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, he's like, he had to stop himself from laughing. He's like, yeah, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, if I ever make another Duncan, uh, I'll be sure to have a fake fucking cock on me next time he comes comes up. Oh, that's
1: the funniest thing ever. God. This is a weird-ass book. It really is. It
0: really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is. Remember those
1: first few chapters of Messiah when we were like, wow, this shit's gotten weird. (laughs) And look where we are now. Yeah. It's like...
0: (sighs) Yeah, we didn't... We didn't know.
1: We didn't ask for this. No, no.
2: We
0: we we did not. It was always uh, there. It was always there. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I did not foresee us getting to this point exactly.
1: No, neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs>
0: With a giant penis man, considering attaching a fake penis on him. Yeah. To, uh. To try and confuse the <laughs> fucking nothing character from the first book that he just revives in perpetuity for thousands of <laughs> years. I don't know. It's too much sometimes. It's ins-
1: it's yeah. It's absolutely insane on the surface level. Yeah. Um. But I I do like how he how you know Lido's last thought goes. Um. How like a little boy, he is. Duncan is. The oldest man in our universe and the youngest, both in one flesh. After yes. he, you know, After Duncan walked away like a little brat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um,
1: I mean, they're both being brats, but...
0: I Well, that's... I was about to say, but, like, Leto's response is so childish, too. Yeah, he's yep. like, no, you better fucking not.
1: I know, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, like, if you were God, couldn't you just be like, oh, well, you know... You do what thou wilt. Yep. No, it's like, ah, he's not, not going to any... no, no, he's not. He's not.
1: I mean, this is him in like back in emotional puberty, you know, he's feeling yeah. all those feelings for the, for the first time again. It's, uh, I mean, if this is not a reason to kill the, the Duncan, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, it's not looking good. No. So. No. For Duncan anyways. I don't I don't think he's gonna be on a frontier.
1: I'm hoping um, I'm hoping that uh Siona, Duncan, and uh I mean Nayla's never going to uh turn, so I hope that Siona and Duncan team up and kick some butt. Yeah. Yeah, that could be um,
0: that could be interesting. Right, I know before we were kind of discussing the possibility of um, Siona's role being that she would be like the the one to potentially kill Lido, and yeah. that that could be uh, part of Golden Path. But but Lido, according to what he says to Hui, does not seem to be what he has in plan for siona no if, but if it all goes the way that he wants yeah so.
1: but it still could be you know she could kill it him still could be. she could kill him and then take his throne yeah that yeah. Ha- that happens that's how it could works be. sometimes
0: yeah yeah uh we'll see i think it would be a, just kind of a I don't know, not the Rebellion I was expecting, you know, if if it ends with the defeat of Leto and then just making someone else emperor, you know, I feel like you would want to reestablish, or not reestablish, try to establish something new. Yeah. Because otherwise you just continue the cycle with someone else. And I would hope that, uh, you know, the Rebellion would consider that. But we'll, obviously, too early to tell what, uh, what their end goal is other than, you know, just like trying to defeat Lido. Yeah. Exactly. We haven't even heard of any plans for what would happen if that's a success. So Mm -hmm. who knows?
1: Yeah. Who? knows? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all I got for, uh, for this chapter.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, Do you think we're going to get the wedding in the next five chapters?
1: Uh, I think so. This is moving very fast, so I, I think we are going to get the wedding in the next five chapters.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking there's enough going on, and like now everyone, it seems like, is going to be going back to the Citadel. I think the wedding is going to be like the climax. Okay. Like the full, you know, the full-on, yeah. like... Yeah. Um, my thought... It, it, I don't think it'll happen for a bit still. We might have uh, more preparation, but you know, like we always say with Herbert, it could go either way. It could be the next fucking chapter. So
1: yeah, exactly. No way to know.
0: All right, cool. Um, yeah, I'm good too.
1: Well, folks, if you want to contact us, you can email us at DuneDudesPod at gmail dot com. We are on Twitter at Pod. We, uh, I mean, Connor is in charge of the Twitter account, so uh it's very active that's up to him yeah it's very active it's very it's a lot of fun uh also you can find us at corrupts tv on twitter and instagram and until next time
0: uh don't forget to rsvp to leto and hui's wedding
1: hell yeah